Hello everyone, this is your host Ramakrishna from Usha Investment Group LLC. Welcome back to Multifamily AP360, the show where we discuss 360 degrees views on mindset, passive and active multifamily investing. For those who are looking for tips, strategies, best and challenging experiences. Also, I request you to share it with those who might benefit and leave a rating and review. Today's our guest is Yusuf Lee from Cindy Crow. Welcome, Yusuf. Hi, Rama. Thank you for having me. I'm very excited. Sure. sure. Likewise. Thank you very much. Uh, please go ahead and share about your background and you know how exactly you get into real estate multifamily space. Yusuf. Uh, sure. Sure. So I'm, I'm from New York City. I, I am full-time attorney. I do civil litigation. And a couple of, couple of years ago, around 2019-ish, is when I started reflecting my life and whys and goals and visions just to see if if I was going to, you know, to to if I was taking the right route to um to my uh my goals, right? And then uh soon I well not not then, but I realized before that things are not really going the right way in terms of lifestyle that I wanted to pursue. By nature, I was purely trading my time for money. And um, the more money you want to make, I, you know, I obviously I had to put more time and that was not the lifestyle I wanted to pursue. Given that my kids were growing up, they were demanding more time with me. And so, yeah, and, and all things considered, for a couple of years, I was deeply reflecting. And then around 2019, that's when I stumbled upon the book, Robert Kiyosaki, Reach It and Poor It. And then after reading the book, it kind of hit me and, and changed my mindset upside down and turned it. And uh, I, I decided to join uh, the path towards businessman and an investor from being an employee and, or self-employed. Um, so, yeah, I started, I started self-educating and I, I started watching the YouTube videos and whatnot. And I tried a little bit of reads and stocks, but nothing really thrilled me until I fell upon, um, until I stumbled upon a, a real estate, more so multifamily. And I started studying multifamily investing. And the more I studied, the more I got just hooked up and I fell in love with it. And yeah, so around 2019, that's when I started uh, the real estate journey. And serious real estate journey, I, I will say, started in February of 2020, right before pandemic shut down. That's when I joined um, this investors group called Jake and Gino and also, also another mastermind group called MIH Mastermind. And um, I met all my partners through these two groups, and I ended up closing my first deal in December 2020, and that's how I started my real estate journey, more so serious way. Awesome, awesome. So, what lifestyle you like? So, what lifestyle like? I I I want the lifestyle. Uh, I call it freedom of TPO. Uh, it's it's abbreviation of time, place, and occurrence. And when I say freedom of TPO, it's freedom of time. Whenever and wherever I want to work with whomever I want to, and uh, yeah, so it's like a, there's no boundary, there's no uh, such thing as I gotta go somewhere by uh, from what time to what time. It's like life with options, right? Yeah. yeah. And don't get me wrong, I love to work, so it's, I'm not saying you gotta retire early. I'm just saying lifestyle with options that you could choose to work or choose not to work at a given time. 
and on your term on your own terms that's that's the lifestyle i wanted to pursue yeah definitely everybody wants you know freedom right so it's freedom of yes thing, freedom of you know all that stuff thank you and so share me like you know uh any challenges you faced during closing your first deal or any, any deals mm -hmm. well luckily um the challenge has not been in the deal in and of itself because deal has been great. Um, I learned so much. I was able to implement the things that I learned from, from uh, you know, mentorship groups and from the books and from education courses directly to the deals. Um, so I, I did my JV, I did my syndication. I was involved in acquisition side due diligence. I was I'm involved in asset management side. So all things considered, it's been great experience so far. One challenge I had in the beginning uh, was because I was so eager to get into the deal without really fully assessing the seller side. We jumped into the deal, me and my partner, and then we ended up, we didn't even submit LOI. The seller wanted to skip that part. And then he asked us to draft um, the PSA. Mm -hmm. And so we did, we, we hired an attorney, we started drafting the PSA and we had the first draft. The seller with that shopped around and uh, locked in a higher price uh, another, from another buyer. And he came back to us and saying, uh, he's not going to sell it to us. So we just ended up wasting our attorney's fee. Or maybe it's not a waste. Now, you know, we know what to do. Like, you know, it, it's it, we got to vet the seller yeah. and and be able to decide whether the seller is, is, is a serious guy or not, right? Even buyer can shop around, but seller can shop around as well, and that's that's what I learned back then. <laughs> Got it. Cool. So you're you're into real you're real estate, you know, lawyer, and also you you did few deals uh, from 2020, and so what role you're performing from asset acquisition point of view? So how exactly your background helping you in in reviewing documents or contracts with the seller or third party vendors? So. Um, my function wise so if you decide if you if you divide in the whole process as acquisition and as a management in the acquisition i come in handy uh, as an attorney to review any any type of legal documents service service contracts right so in the beginning um usually my role is not to find a deal so there's another person in our team my partner finds a deal and do first layer of like an underwriting and soft underwriting. And if we all like it, then we'll go jump into a deeper underwriting together. And then we start negotiating the PSA and, and the terms. So that's when I come in handy. And once we put the deal under contract, I come in uh, for legal due diligence and, and becomes a channel, communication channel between all the attorneys and lender and title companies. Uh, so as you know, if it's a syndication deal, we have buyer's attorney, seller's attorney, lender's attorney, SEC attorney, or even joint ventures, multiple attorneys, right? So I, I become the communication channel. I, I collect all the things that they each attorney needs from us, our team, and then I distribute to the team members um, in a way that it's it's more uh, structured to, to follow the timeline. And I collect all the data or all the documents and send it back to each attorney or lender or the title company so that overall as a group that it, it could work out well in terms of uh, and, and taking uh taking it to the finish line right so that's where i come in handy 
And then once we close a deal for the repositioning or transition period, you know, I'll basically do anything that team needs me to do, right? I'll get on a property management calls and then, uh, you know, we discuss things together. And mainly when it comes to distribution for the deals that I help out asset management together, I will be the one who's calculating the distribution percentage and amount and actually go into the bank and click distribution button and then sends out the money. That's that's basically me. Yeah, got it. So from acquisition side and reviewing all these documents, all this stuff. So based on your experience so far, did you find any major issues with that contracts? Uh, well, I mean, we have an attorney who drafts the contract. So any major issues, I don't, I don't function as a closing attorney. So we will have a closing attorney, uh, our side, and uh, I'll discuss with him anything that and 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 stands out in major, any major issues, and he will pinpoint. But other than that, I will just go through um, the line by lines and just trying to find anything that that kind of gets. Uh, if we want in certain terms in it, I just want to make sure it's there. So that's my function, not literally like go line by line and trying to find any major issues. It's it's already done by our attorney and then it comes to us. Yeah. Um, however, I notice time to time um, when you review a service contract, um, you know, you need to make sure if the term is clear as to whether you know, the seller, previous seller, when it, when we take over, if we can cancel the contract or not, right? Something like that has to be there. Otherwise, we're going to be stuck with the contract. Um, also, another issue we had before was property management contract where, you know, like the, the property management contract that we had in the beginning uh, that we got from the property managers, uh, there was a term where they could terminate the contract whenever they want to with like a month notice. But as an owner, it was kind of hard to terminate unless there's something that we do wrong, right? Yeah. So they kind of think you want to spot and then negotiate the term saying like, it's not fair for you to have like outright termination uh, clause when we don't have it. Yeah. So that's that's a thing that I could kind of go over and make sure that it's it's a fair contract. Yeah, the, this definitely that's very very important contract and you know find with the property management company. Yeah, so it comes to asset management. So, so uh, how much you involved in day to day asset management and so what kind of uh, role you are playing there? So, uh, like I said, asset management. When it comes to asset management, uh, we have like weekly property management calls, right? So we got on a call together and just go over old issues, whether there has been any delinquent tenants, if if any um, the leases are coming uh, for renewals, then when and how we're gonna follow up, whether we're gonna renew it or whether somebody's leaving, then how we're gonna turn, is it gonna be soft turn or hard turn, how much we're gonna put in and how much uh, rent we're going to raise all these things we, we discuss as a team and follow up with the property management company and then we set up business plans like okay so initially we decided to decided to do this type of capex job when are we going to do it do we have enough budget are we going to kind of push it and then accumulate more reserve so that we could take over that capex job or do we have enough enough uh, budget inside our bank account all thing, all all things like this will be discussed together. 
so I'm 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 part of that discussion and I'll chime in, uh, like and and vote to go to a certain direction. Got it. So what what markets you're focusing on? What size of deals you're focusing? The markets that we're focusing on are now in Kansas and Missouri. We did. Uh, I have a prop. I have a property in Ohio as well. But so far, these three markets, I see great cash flow still, and um, all the metrics are there. Population growth, you know, low crime rates and median household income growth and all that. Uh, obviously, there are some pockets that are better than the others, but uh, overall, I like these three uh, areas. So from medium household income point of view, so how, what is your criteria? Uh, medium household income, like, you know, I want to, I want to see at least somewhere from at least a minimum 40, $45,000 per year yeah. to above so that, I mean, I, I, I can know at least they can spend how much of money for rent. Right. So how do you see current market situation? So higher interest rates and all this stuff. So how do you see uh, next 12 to 18 months from multi-family point of view? So actually uh, we were having that discussion this morning as well. Yes, interest rate is going up. So it's going to be tough for the buyers to find a good deal that pencils out because we still believe that as far as our market goes, the seller is still in the seller mindset that they could still receive uh, the same amount of offer that they were getting half a year ago, right? But we believe that after a couple more months down the road, the, the market will turn start turning to a buyer's market. The seller will have to come down a bit uh, to account at interest rates. So that's what we expect. Probably until the mid or late next year, we believe the, the whole situation is probably not going to be stabilized. But I'm projecting in probably late 2023 or uh, in 2024, there will be a lot of opportunities if you if you stay in the market and and you know just keep keep uh be pa being patient. Got it, got it. Cool, yeah, good information. So, uh, so you're focusing on only multifamily space, right? For now, only multifamily. I want to build up that side before I go into another any other asset class. So, any of your personal habits that are helping you to be successful. The number one attribution I always say is mentorship program, right? That you can leverage off of their education, their experience, and you always have somebody to fall back and ask questions. And in any given situation is, is a great uh, way to expedite your journey. So I always say education, networking, and action. These three things are what, um, what I always focused on to come this far. Got it. So what are the ways you do networking? Um, ways to do the networking? Say, you know, I do, these days I use a lot of Zoom call, right, to, to network. In 2020, uh, I did a lot of networking calls because I was not able to go out, right? Everyone was stuck at home. And, you know, I utilized a Zoom call to be on one-on-one -on -one calls like you and I are doing now. And just just network, you know, just introduce myself, trying to put my name out there and explain, um, you know, who I am and what I'm trying to do, why I want to do networking calls with you and things like that. And, if, and um, I did consistently like at least uh, two uh, a day, right? Almost five days a week or six days a week, sometimes seven days a week. It will accumulate over 200 calls in just 2020 alone. Um, 
And through through that Zoom calls and networking calls, I met all my partners. Even even within my mentorship groups, you know, I just didn't wait until somebody reaches to me. I always reach out to people and try to get on the calls and make sure what value I can bring and what value I can expect from other people. Like networking call is also it's it's like you got to study. It's a repeatable through repeatable process. You, you need to uh, be able to, you know, spot like which 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 one is more uh, has higher potential uh, to become a partner for you and um, how, uh, what, what can you do, what you can do for the other people and, and as a, to be considered as a future partners, right? Just you got to repeat and repeat the process and you will, you will be better in, in handling uh, networking calls and uh, even in person too. Okay, got it. So what, what are the factors you would, what are the parameters or factors you would seen when selecting a partner i'll say i'll say not only your business philosophy but personality as well work ethic these are the things i look at like so for example we'll do underwritings or sometimes late night meetings i'll i'll see if anybody is being late anybody is just tardy um in my case the ones that uh, i networked and became partners consistently for the next year two or three years also almost three years by now you know always on time whether or not it's late night meetings we show up and we discuss things all these things show me that how serious they are how committed they are and their personality and work ethic so you know not just by talking by by doing things together you will see um like how, how they are really in in uh in their and their mindset and in their actions, right? Yep. So any personal habits that are helping you to be successful? I would say, I would say prioritizing uh, and um, excessive obsession to a to-do list. I would say, because you got to be efficient. I'm, I'm wearing a lot of different hats. Like I'm full-time attorney and I, I do, you know, and, and nights and weekends I do uh, real estate. I'm a, I'm a parent. Recently I got on, I became the class rep, parent representative of my daughter's class. And so all things, I'm wearing different hats. I go to church and church uh, Bible study and all that. So I excessively use time blocking and to-do lists and um, prioritization uh, habitually. So uh, I know I can't, I can't really tackle down everything on the to-do lists, but at least as, as long as you can prioritize, you will know. Uh, what to take on first and what not yeah. and that's been that's been very useful for me yeah yeah awesome share any one personal learning or any decision that you took played major role in your life i i will say i'll say number one is is the decision that i made to join a mentorship group that was uh that was major major step towards my progress cool cool so any, any books that impacted your life i already mentioned uh rich that and poor that right in, in that's and any other book yeah um so and as far as real estate investment goes i will say jake and gino's uh multifamily investing book uh it's it's called um the honeybee right it's a very simple book um but it, it talks about the importance of passive income and how uh just normal person like us can can start forming the passive income stream and take the journey. Awesome. Awesome. And how can listeners can connect with you? That's all. 
social media. I'm, I'm trying to be really active on social media. Um, I'm on Facebook, LinkedIn, and also Insta and TikTok. And I use one uh, same one and same handle. It's Yosef Your Brosev. So Y O S E F Y O U R B R O S E F. Yosef Your Brosev, and you'll find me. Text me, and you know, just send me a message. We'll get on a call and network. I'm very awesome. easily approachable. Awesome, awesome, cool. Thank you very much, Yosef. Thank you, Rama, for having me. Thanks for listening to Multifamily AP 360. Check out the show notes and grab the freebie on our website ushacapital.com. Also, if you enjoyed this episode, share it with those who might benefit and leave a rating and review. Follow me on my social media. Thanks for tuning in and I'll see you next time.